Welcome to Bella Radio. My name is Bella Russo and I am your host. Today I have my second American guest. I'm so excited. She's my friend. We're going to talk a lot about fitness, how to balance everything and still live a healthy life. Let's get started. Today's episode we have Tiffany, a friend of mine. Tiffany, tell us who you are, what do you do, where you live so people know before we start. Awesome. Hello. My name is Tiffany. I am born and raised in Southern California. I am from more of the Orange County area, but now I live in West Hollywood. I've been out here for about almost five years. I love it. It's such a, you know, fun little community and the fitness world is great out here. So I feel very fortunate to be in it. I am a full-time fifth grade teacher. Um, so I teach and then I also coach fitness classes as well. And I've um, been running an online brand called The Pretty Little Lifters. So I have a blog and I do a lot of stuff with that. So cool. So Tiffany and I, we met 2014, I believe. Yeah, it was 2014. I started in 2013, but I, I'm not sure when you started. I think when I moved to LA. So that was 2014, maybe. Okay, We met like a couple months yeah, yeah, later. After when- that, we started doing CrossFit together and we keep kept in touch, even though we don't live close, right? Yeah, no. And, and it, that's the thing that's so fun about this CrossFit community. Like, it was so great, like getting to meet you and other, you know, women who were like trying to learn this new thing, this new <laughs> sport, this new, you know, fitness activity. And it was so fun for like all of us to kind of be in the beginning of it together and be like, okay, like we're learning this together. We're learning this movement. We're like, it was just so fun to see everyone like grow and change and get better. And now you're a coach, like, and I'm a coach, like you coach CrossFit. I'm not coaching CrossFit right now. I just train in CrossFit, but um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. So let's go from the beginning. because I think your story is super cool. How did you get into fitness in the first place? Um, well, I, I feel like my first memory of fitness is I would, as a little kid, like do like Jane Fonda workout videos with my mom and I would put on like a little leotard and put on my little leggings and I would watch her do it. And so I wanted to do it too. Um, and it was weird. I went through a phase and this is probably just a nineties thing. And from the eighties, um, where I did a bunch of fitness videos, I was super into fitness videos and I would buy like those like six minute ad videos and, Um, like the sculpting videos and like the six day whatever and I would just like ask my parents can you buy me these videos and I would just like put them on in my room and just do these little workout videos <laughs> all the time that's great so uh, yeah so then but I also was sporty and I would do like a sport a season like I would do soccer or volleyball or basketball um, but then you know after you get out of high school school, I feel like it's kind of up to you <laughs> to decide like how you want to keep your fitness going. So I was in college and, um, I've always been skinny. So I never felt like, Oh, I, I guess you kind of associated it sometimes as you got older, like you work out to stay small or skinny. And so I was like, Oh, I'm skinny. I don't really need to do anything. But, um, Then I joined like a 24 hour fitness and I started doing the whole globo gym thing and I would, you know, take their classes or like hop on those machines, you know, the ones where you're like doing your leg presses or opening and closing your legs, like these random machines. Not, and really, knowing, not really knowing what you're doing, right? 
you just kind of hop from like machine to machine <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do like this many reps on this thing. And then I hop to the next one. All right. I saw somebody do this. I'm going to do this too. <laughs> yeah. And then you like run on the treadmill while you're looking at your magazine or they have the TVs everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was really interesting. And then luckily, like, thank goodness in my, um, early twenties, a friend of mine from high school, he decided to open up the first kettlebell gym in Orange County. And that was huge because I was still active in my own way, but this was like the first time, like I was really exposed to like, you know, functional fitness and really trying something out of my comfort zone. So like I learned everything from scratch. I'd never seen a kettlebell before. They didn't have them in gyms yet. Mm -hmm. So it was like a really big deal. And it was so cool to like learn from somebody who was like super into it and kind of like, like I remember in my early twenties, like him teaching me how to do a pistol and I was able to do a pistol and it was just so cool. I was like, Whoa, what are we doing? What is this? I've never seen anybody do this. Like yeah, it was really cool. That was so cool. So it's like the first functional fitness gym that you went. Yeah. And didn't have, um, like he had like a squat rack and stuff and it was more like for him or personal training, but it was literally a gym with just like every size kettlebell. And he had like Indian clubs and like just a a couple different things like sandbags. We had ropes and this was kind of when CrossFit was coming out, um, but it was so new that I think people like didn't know. It was just so new and people didn't know how to move properly yet. Got it. And what results did you see with that type of workout that was totally different? Um, I think when I started doing kettlebells, that was the first time in my life that I was actually, um, I was still really small. Like I was like 105 pounds, like it's really tiny. That was just like my frame. Um, but it was the first time, like I was actually starting to see like, like a little bit of muscle, like nothing like I have today. But I mean, I remember people being like, Whoa, what are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. how, how do we, like, what are you doing? We want to do this. How do you look like that? But it was just that functional fitness and like lifting, like, you know, doing snatches and things with a kettlebell that I've never done. Like my body just really responded well to it. Did it change your life outside of the gym? Oh my gosh. Yes. It became, I went from maybe working out like three to four times a week to like, I was active five to six times a week. And like energy, sleep, everything, right? it changed my eating. I think that was the first time that I was like, okay, like I started noticing, you know, like, okay, like I can't eat the way I used to. And I wouldn't feel so great after pizza and then trying to go do a workout. Um, and I definitely became more conscious of what I was putting in my body. So it was kind of this perfect phase, beginning phase of my fitness life where it was like, okay, I care what I'm putting in my body. I'm trying to do other things. Um, we would do challenges all the time. We would hike with kettlebells and backpacks, like kettlebell backpacks. And we'd go like on these mile runs. Like it was like the first time I feel like in my life I pushed myself physically and it was so cool. That's awesome. And so you started, you now you teach fitness classes, right? What type of classes do you teach now? Um, today. So my first time teaching ever, I was a kettlebell instructor at a gym in, um, Tennessee, which is super fun. So I was teaching and doing that. Now I'm doing, um, more like personal training stuff. And Mm -hmm. I would say it's more like, um, hit workouts mixed with some strength. So it's a lot of, um, 
you know, high energy classes where we have like circuits, we're doing, you know, maybe back squats with the barbell and then people are working on like their pushups and, you know, maybe on the salt bike. So it's like a mix of like boot camp style hit right now, and how which you- is great. I feel like it's like a good beginning for, for women. Yeah. I think they get a little intimidated to like jump into CrossFit first. Definitely. So I feel like it's a good way to get their endurance up and like get them feeling strong at a, a safe, like, uh, ease into it. Yeah. How did you get into teaching fitness? And uh, well, um, I think it was, you know, being out here and doing the kettlebell stuff first. And then when I went over there, I, um, when I moved to Tennessee for a year, I was teaching out there at a school. Um, I was looking for a kettlebell gym because I was like, Whoa, I've been at this amazing gym. Like I need to find a place for me to train. So I went to this gym out there and, they couldn't believe the stuff that I knew and the, that I could do. They were like, Whoa, do you want to work here? And I was like, <laughs> yes. So it was kind of funny because they just weren't one. They weren't used to like a women, a woman knowing how to do this, like with a kettlebell. And, and I was pretty strong. Um, so I think it was just like a perfect fit. Like they were looking for like a female coach because they only had male, you know, men on staff. So it was kind of like a perfect like fit. And do you agree that once you teach, start teaching, you learn so much more? Oh my gosh, it's awesome. And you learn stuff about yourself as an yeah. athlete too. I'm sure, do you experience that as well like when oh you coach? Gosh. Yeah, and um, seeing people, like I have a hard time with squatting. Seeing people and helping people, I started to implement on myself. And then my squat is so much better because of that. It's, it's really awesome. So that really helped with your journey as well, right? Yeah, no, I definitely feel like, um, and being able to, I think because I'm a teacher, like I teach fifth grade, Mm -hmm. you have to explain things in so many different ways to so many different kids Mm -hmm. just to make sure they get it. And I feel like I take that and do that in the gym as well, because what cue might work for one person, like another person, it might not work for them. So you start to get really creative and you have to be like a quick thinker on the spot. You know, it's like, if you're about to start class and somebody has an injury or like, you know, somebody isn't capable of doing this movement yet. So I feel like it, it really keeps you on your toes. It's true. I can't imagine with kids. What's easier, <laughs> adults or kids? Yeah, I, you know, it's so funny because uh, people ask me that and I'm like, you know what? It's like, I feel like may, sometimes kids, because adults are kind of set in their ways. <laughs> and like once they, you know, they kind of just want to do what they want to do. And at least kids are still like a little more uh, willing to, to listen yeah. and stuff. But I enjoy both. It's fun. Like I go from like being around kids and then it's like, as soon as the bell rings, I do need like a mental break. (laughs) So then it's to like transition to adult time. That's good. That's a good mix. Yeah. So then you came back to LA and what year was that when you came back? Um, I came back to LA. I want to say it was 2011 and it was definitely um, a little bit difficult because I had moved to LA. I didn't go back to Orange County and I was trying to find a place to train. And, um, I don't know, like I was so used to my kettlebell stuff and I, I had never done CrossFit yet. So I was like, what do I do? So I just signed up for this like little gym down the street. And I was so like, I was just so unmotivated because Mm -hmm. I was so used to a smaller class, a community, everyone knew each other. And then just going to this gym where I kind of had to like make up my own workouts. And, um, you know, it was like all men on the floor using the weights. And like, I didn't want to go practice pull-ups because I was intimidated. So yeah, it was super different. 
So then you, but you were there for about two years then doing your own stuff? Um, I would say maybe like a year, a year or two. Yeah. A year or two doing my own thing. And I would kind of just go from like, uh, one Globo gym to another, I would just like train, you know, at my, my place or whatever. And then finally in 2013 found brick and then everything changed. <laughs> but you were not teaching anything with fitness related back then. Yeah, no, I wasn't teaching anything. Um, I think I was just focusing on like when I moved back, I just wanted to find a new teaching job. And, um, I don't know why, like I didn't, I don't know if it was like a little intimidating out here. You know how it is. The fitness yeah. world is huge out here mm -hmm. and there's so many fitness trainers and instructors. So I think it was something I didn't even think about. I think because I had a full-time job, I was like, Oh, like that's just extra. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, I think it was pretty intimidating having like so many people around who like that's their full-time job. Yeah. So then you started CrossFit and what were the biggest changes in the beginning? Um, the biggest changes in the beginning was um, definitely getting used to um, learning a new technique. There were so many new movements. Um, I think the only thing I had ever done with a barbell was squat and deadlift. <laughs> so everything else was brand new to me. So just learning, um, technique was huge and I really wanted to have good technique. That was like really big for me. So you were like just a barbell for a good while. Um, yeah. And you know what was really cool about it? I felt like I picked it up pretty fast, which was really encouraging for me as an athlete because I felt like I've always been, um, you know, pretty decent athlete. So I didn't feel like I was super behind when I got there. Like when I started CrossFit, I was like, Oh, I already know how to do kettlebell movements. Like I know how to do like pushups. I actually had to relearn how or regain strength to do pull-ups though. Wow. <laughs> I used to be able to do pull-ups. I could bang out like eight strict pull-ups when I was um, doing kettlebells. Um, and then going all that time without practicing, it totally went away and I couldn't even do one. For women, it's the first thing that goes away. It was crazy. I was like, wait, I used to like, even as a kid, I could do pull-ups. And then when I was training harder, I could do pull-ups. So it was like really discouraging. I used to be the, I have the band, you know, and mm -hmm. I had the band and I was like, what is this? I used to be able to do this. So it was definitely a humbling, you know, experience and a good wake up call to like, not let that much, you know, time go in between and, um, without practicing certain skills and strength. This is a cool thing to talk about because a lot of women or even guys start CrossFit and it's so much and they want to do everything. What is an advice that you have for people that just starting CrossFit, uh, to get better the right way? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I like this, Bella. Um, so I definitely advise people if you want to, well, first of all, like go to class, you know, and that's like an hour guaranteed of working on strength, endurance, and skills. But something that I did that I think really helped me excel faster than some people who just did class was if your schedule allows, I would come early or stay late after class. So I would maybe come 15 to 30 minutes early or stay later, and I would pick a skill to work on. And, or I would do an extra strength piece. And mm -hmm. honestly, I really feel like that's why I was able to excel at a quicker rate in terms of like learning things and gaining strength. For example, like 
I really wanted to learn handstand walks. So that, um, last June, so like, yeah, June a year ago, every day in June that I went to the gym, I set my timer for 15 minutes and I would practice handstand walks every time I walked in that gym. And, um, it was great. And I learned how to handstand walk and I'm still not like perfect, but I mean, if it wasn't for me doing that, I wouldn't have learned it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's good. And you don't need anything too crazy. Just go and take some time of your day and practice and work on it. Yeah, it really, it really does. Like if you want to learn more, like that's the only way because Mm -hmm. you only have so much time in class. So if you, if there's something you really want to practice, um, like muscle ups or, you know, you want to get better at, um, you know, snatches, like, and you're not snatching that week for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, like set a little bit of time to, to practice it. Yeah. And now that you've been doing it for about four years, how is that transition of like knowing the movements, getting better, getting stronger? How was that? Um, it definitely makes it more fun. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely makes it more fun um, to feel more confident. So I think that's a big thing that comes with it. Like when you're confident in your technique and your movement, um, like I feel like I, I could go to any CrossFit gym and I wouldn't be intimidated mm-hmm. because I feel like I know I've been trained well. I know what to do. Um, I know my limits, you know, if there's a certain weight written on the board and I haven't been training heavy in that movement, like I may not do that weight and that's totally fine with me. And I'm very comfortable and confident in my strength and skills where like, I don't let it affect me. Yeah, that's good. And that gym we were used to go break. It's so competitive. (laughs) It's a very competitive gym. There's so many good athletes and It's, um, it's like inspiring, but you know, you have to be careful because if you're one of those type of people that's like super competitive and like you're constantly pushing yourself because you want to compete with these people in class, like you could get hurt, you could, um, not do your best, your form could get ugly, you know, when you're just trying to like keep up sometimes. Yeah. And how did your body and your diet changed when you started doing CrossFit? Um, it's so funny, Bella, because when I look at pictures of myself from when I first started, I was, I was really tiny and, um, uh, it's interesting because I never, I didn't do CrossFit because I wanted to look a certain way. Like I just wanted to be challenged Mm -hmm. and that was the main reason why I started. I honestly didn't think that, oh, I'm doing this and now I'm going to look like this and put on muscle. I had zero expectations of that. Like that's not even where my head was. I just wanted to move and I wanted to do something new. Um, my diet definitely changed, especially when you start, like you kind of get sucked into this CrossFit world where people are doing paleo and this and that and trying all these new things. And, um, I definitely, I think I lasted, uh, one week on paleo and then I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I was like, I'm pretty good at like knowing how to eat, but um, because I was working out so hard, it inspired me to make sure the food that I was eating was quality food because it was fueling my workout. Mm-hmm. So I, I could start to tell, like if I wasn't eating very well, or like, let's say I had like pizza and burger over the weekend, Monday's workout would not feel that great. Got it. So it motivates you all a lot to eat yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and then body wise, 100% changed. I've actually, since I've started, I've put on about like 20 pounds, which is, wow. uh, no, it might be like, yeah, like anywhere from like 15 to 20 pounds, I think. Cause, um, or maybe I'm exaggerating. It might be like, 
10 to 15 pounds. I think I was around 115 when I started and now I I weigh about, and I don't weigh myself all the time, but I I recently did. So I know this number, but I'm between like 125 and 27. So yeah, that's like about a good 10 pounds of muscle. And, um, it's crazy because as you know, in like our culture and stuff, it's like people don't in society, it's like, Oh my gosh, you're gaining weight. It's like, relax. It's good Mm -hmm. weight. It's muscle. Yeah, and even if you don't gain any weight, no, if you don't lose or don't gain any weight, you're just substituting the fat to muscle, and that's the best thing. Like, that's how you get your metabolism going. It's the best, right? Yeah, no, and it's interesting because I um, was training, like, I would say I probably work out, like, about five to six days a week. Um, I've been a little busier lately, so it's tends to be about five with like maybe an active day, like a sixth day, but, um, yeah, just upping that volume. It like, you do get hungrier. I mean, you're doing more volume. You're going to get hungry, but that's where like putting, you know, quality foods on my plate, like really made a difference because I think, I think one of the issues I've had somebody wrote write to me recently about it and they're like, Oh, I'm working out more. I get so hungry. So then they're eating all this food. I'm like, okay, but if you're putting good food on your plate, at least that's a step towards like, you know, making progress. But it's like, if you're just like going to Chipotle and getting a big old burrito, then yeah, maybe it's going to be counterproductive to what your goals are. It's true. And the better the food, the more full you will feel. So if you're just eating crappy food, you're going to eat a lot all day long, right? And then if you're eating like good fats, good food, you're not going to be able to do to eat that much. Yeah. Totally. I completely agree. Yeah. So, but that change in your body, did you enjoy it or you were like, oh, this is weird or you didn't really care? Um, it's so funny because I think there were like two distinct points I can remember. The first year I loved the change in my body mm-hmm. because, um, I've, I've always had like a pretty lean stomach, but it's like my abs were like extra popping, which I was super mm-hmm. excited about. I was like, whoa, Okay. And then I was starting to see arm definition, which was new to me. I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, this is cool. Like I'm, you know, seeing this and then, um, my legs were growing a little bit, but, um, so I would say like the first year I was like into it, I was like, oh my God, like I look like a fitness person, like this is cool. And I also was doing some fitness modeling. So that was kind of, um, good for me because I was definitely looking like a a fitness person. And so when people would see me, like, they were like, are you a fitness trainer? Do you, are you a fitness model? So it was very clear that like my body represented like things that I do, which was cool. Um, but then I did start trying to get a little more competitive in CrossFit and I was lifting way heavier. I was doing the misfit, um, training with like the group and stuff. And, um, I definitely started putting on a little more muscle and just size than I was used to. And I would say that's probably the time I got uncomfortable. That was like definitely a time that was a little hard of a transition for me because it was the largest in terms of me and not saying that I was fat or anything, but Mm -hmm. it was just the largest I personally had ever been. So it was a a very difficult time for me to wrap my head around. Yeah, I... I go through that too. I'm going through a bulky face and seeing the mirror like me bigger, it's weird. I don't know because of society of just always telling us 
get thin, get thin, get thin, get small. If you go to Instagram, it's all, like, before and after, like, how someone got thin. It's so true. So you just, like, this is not normal. But then it is normal. It's okay. It's okay. And you can lose that weight. Yeah, exactly. So I think for me, the point that it was a little uncomfortable was – um, I never have to go up in sizes for clothes mm. and it's just like clothes that I had were starting to feel a little snug, like jeans that I could wear, um, a year or two ago. Like I couldn't fit into them anymore. And so it was like, it was definitely hard. It was yeah. like a men- it became a mental game, you know, where I was like, Oh my gosh, like I can't fit into these skinny jeans anymore, mm. but I'm strong and I can do all these things. Yes. So I can see how women do battle with it. Um, But one thing I would say to people, and you probably see this on Instagram too, like when they're like, oh my gosh, don't do CrossFit, don't lift weights, you're going to get bulky and manly. And my response to women is always like, well, you will get bigger, bulky, whatever word you want to use, if you're trying to, you know, like I was going so heavy. It's like, that's not weight that normal everyday people would try to do. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're trying to look like, are you take on that body. It's either genetics or you're trying to make it happen. Like you're putting in the work and let's be honest, like most everyday people, they're not going to be putting 135 over their head. You know, it's like, that's, it's not going to happen, you know? So yeah, it's just, you're just going to get big if you want to. And I think that you have to just keep in mind, what do you want? So now today, what the ideal body is for you? that you feel comfortable with? Um, for me, I feel like the my ideal body, and I kind of base it, this is like a funny thing I base it off of, but um, one, how I fit in my jeans. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, like if I'm comfortable like in my jeans, more like in the leg and butt mm-hmm. area. Um, I obviously wear a lot of leggings now, but I love leggings, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I base it off how... Um, I like to use the word spry, how spry I feel when I'm like running and doing box jumps. Mm. When I start to feel really sluggish when I'm running or like trying to get on top of a box, that's kind of when I know, all right, like maybe, you know, I could lose a couple pounds just to lean out so I can get my gymnastics up, get my box jumps, like feeling like super light. Um, so and all it really takes is me just adding some extra cardio, uh, like not even cardio, like just like endurance workouts throughout the week. Like CrossFit you know, style, so, right? Yeah. yeah so like, we're like a, like a, like a hit style workout. So instead of like lifting five days a week, maybe I lift three days and then two to three days I'm doing more endurance style workouts. Yeah. And that is a pretty good balance for me. That's such a great measurement. I also do that. Like, if I feel I'm happy to jump and to run, I'm like, okay, let's take a step back. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, I just love feeling like if at any moment, like, I was like in a zombie apocalypse and I needed to (laughs) run away. Like, I want to feel spry and fast and quick. Like, I don't want to feel like all this muscle or um, extra body fat, whatever is like weighing me down because it, you know, you know, like gymnastics get harder when, when you weigh a little bit more. And so, so it's always like finding that little balance of like your happy weight where you can move really well. Like I base it off movement. This is such a good comparison rather than, Oh, how I look in a mirror. I hope someone that's listening can take this from, yes. right. Cause just yes. 
staring at your body, it's not going to help. It's just how you feel every yeah. day. We can break ourselves apart oh just God, staring yes. in front of the mirror. I mean, I'm guilty of it. Like, how many times? I've probably done it recently, like, where you just stare in a mirror, and you're like, I wish I could change this or this or this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, no. Like, it, we do. We need to shift and just be like, look at this awesome body. Look what it can do. And I've definitely had a mind shift of, like, what my body can do. Yes. Because um, I, you know, I've gone to so many fitness events and met so many great people, but you definitely start to see, um, the difference between aesthetics and function. And I'm definitely more of a function person now, which is great because I used to be aesthetics mm -hmm. and you can do the functional. You got to choose. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can, always, it, you can look good both ways. Yeah, totally. And, and I think like when you focus on the function, you, you know, you become like happier and then the aesthetics just kind of fall into play exactly. instead of like dwelling on it all the time. Like I don't go to the gym and I'm like, I have to burn these calories from this mm. cupcake. No, like <laughs> I go and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get a really good time on this workout. Like yes. that's my mindset. That's a healthy mindset, right? Yeah. It's so much better. Like I have class packs, so I like to bop around to different gyms, um, for a couple reasons. One, I like to shake it up and do things outside of like, you know, my little bubble that I'm always in. And then two, as a coach, and you might be able to relate to this, I like to see people's coaching style and like see different gyms and just kind of learn from people and like things I like and maybe things I wouldn't say or do. It's just like a good learning experience as well. It's true. It's true. And so, uh, okay, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to mention, because you kind of said something that we were saying, talking about the calories. Like I took a class recently and it really bugged me because the instructor kept talking about um, all right, ladies, like, yeah, we're going to get skinny. We're going to burn these calories. And I was like, that's not what I'm trying to do. <laughs> and I was so turned off by it. And I was like, man, if this is like what people are saying out there, like, no wonder, you know, like, no wonder this is the mindset that people have. Yeah, because then you're not working out to feel like to be happy, but just to be skinny. And yeah, happy. and it's like, that's, so not where my head is. So I've definitely, um, learned like when I'm coaching to be very mindful of what I'm saying, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I really try like empowering words and about getting stronger and faster and better and, uh, mentally strong because I just, I don't know, like, I feel like once you start going down that like spiral of like focusing on like just looks or burning calories or burning fat, it's just, you know, it's, it's just too much. Yeah. And so you created Pretty Little Lifters? Yes. How was that? What was the idea and what are you doing with that right now? Okay. So I um, started this with one of my best friends, Rose, and it was great. Like we met at our CrossFit gym and um, we just had this mutual interest of just, um, well, it's funny. Now that I go back, it's like we're both really, t like we're small. Like when we both started, we were tiny girls. And here we are like lifting these heavy weights and, you know, trying to hang with like, you know, stronger people. So that kind of was our similar interest. And that's how it kind of was born. And we wanted to show women that you could be, um, still be petite and feminine and lift heavy stuff and be strong and amazing. And you shouldn't be afraid to do it because, um, we definitely didn't fit the like CrossFit stereotype mm -hmm. in terms of looks. So people were interested in it and they were like, wow, like, how do you look like that? But you do that. And I was like, 
not everyone's going to look like that. We're not training like these games athletes. You know what I mean? Like this is their life. This is their livelihood. Um, so yeah, so we started it and, um, back in 2014 and we had so much fun with it. We connected with so many people. We started as an Instagram and we started our blog and we would just do posts on like workouts and recipes and just like inspiring things to like show women, you don't need to be afraid to lift. You know, our whole motto was like lift heavy, play pretty. Um, so yeah, it's, we've had so much fun with it. And then she ended up moving to Florida. Um, I think it was about like a year ago. So I took over the brand because she was going to be, um, opening a coffee business with her boyfriend. So I'm like super excited about about that Cali coffee in Florida. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I kind of took it over and I'm like continuing our, you know, mission of what we wanted was to encourage women to lift heavy and play pretty and be feminine and strong and badass all at the same time. Um, so it's, it's been really fun just like showing women exercises and ways to get stronger and like mentally stronger. It's been awesome. And now you you have a blog and you have YouTube and you have the Instagram, right? That's the business. Yeah. So, um, I, as you know, like I'm a teacher full time, so it was definitely hard to, to juggle things. And I've been putting off the YouTube uh, channel for so long, but I had people reach out and were like, we'd love to see more videos and, you know, can you put your workouts there? Cause they're longer than a minute than on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so finally, you know, I just was like, I just need to do it. And, um, you know, and it's always scary, like putting yourself out there and, mm-hmm. you know, for everyone to see. And I kind of just stopped putting it off and I was like, just put it out there. And the people that want to see it, will see it and you do you and it's fine. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy with it. And hopefully I'll be able to start creating more content um, like on the weekends and when I have breaks so that people can, um, have a place to just, um, you know, see workouts, get inspired, show some good nutrition, all that good stuff. And what is your goal for like the next year? Do you have anything planned? Um, yeah. So for the next year, I definitely want to make myself more available, um, with like, I have a lot of questions about like meal templates and how I eat. So I want to be able to provide people with that information and um, have some resources for them, as well as like online programming for some women that want that. Um, So things like that. Uh, I've been going to tons of fitness events, so I would love to put on a couple more. Um, I had one a couple, gosh, was it last spring? I think it was in the spring. It was so fun. So I've been having, I just want to collaborate more next year. Um, I definitely did a lot this year. I want to keep it going and um, just create things with people. Yeah, I think it's so cool. You're just sharing the message of you can lift weights, you can look good, exercise and be healthy, right? Exactly. And I'm also trying to encourage, you know, professionals like that they can do it too. I know sometimes it's so easy to say that we're so busy, but, um, but you know, it's, it's possible. It's possible for people to multitask and to align their priorities. However, like what's important to them, you know, I feel like you do that every single day. <laughs> I try. I definitely try. How do you do it? Seriously? Um, I have a planner, which you can see because we're Skyping. <laughs> Great. Um, the planner is my life. Um, I honestly, that is probably the way that I'm able to do it all. Um, the way I kind of schedule my day, um, 
for every Sunday, I sit down with my planner and I look at the entire week and I kind of pencil in me time. I pencil in appointments. I pencil in coaching. Um, and you just have to get really good at saying no to certain things Mm -hmm. as well, because I, there have been times where I look at one day and I'm like, wow, I have to do six things in one day. I was like, something has got to go. And it's hard, but sometimes you do have to be a little selfish because you're going to go crazy if you don't, and you're not going to have enough energy to give. You're not going to be your best self. And so if you were supposed to go to a happy hour with a friend, but you have this, you know, fitness event that would be good for your brand to attend, sometimes you just have to reschedule. And, you know, I know it's hard for people to say no, and they don't want to disappoint people or be flaky, but sometimes you just have to be honest with yourself and, and maybe not even book those things until I try to not say yes to social events until I kind of know what my work life is like first. Um, because you know, that's the stuff that pays the bills. Let's be real. No. Yeah. And and that's a good thing. I feel like I, that is definitely my priority and me time too. I feel like we need to make sure we have our moment. Otherwise we go crazy. Yeah. I can tell when I start getting a little crazy, I get kind of forgetful. Um, I get a little crabby. Mm -hmm. I'm usually a very happy person, but I definitely get crabby. Um, something I've been doing is I've been leaving my Sundays free, which have been amazing. So last Sunday I did nothing. I went to go get a facial. I went to the chiropractor. I went shopping, um, came home, relaxed. And then this coming Sunday, same thing. I didn't book anything. And people are like, what are you doing Sunday? Want a brunch? Want to do that? And I was like, Nope. I was like, I am having this entire day to myself because I need it to be able to have a successful next week. That's so important. Yes. I feel like once we start working for ourselves and we start working a lot, you have to have one day off. Like, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Just take that day off, right? And you know, even if you can't do an entire day, like I get it. Like some people have kids, some people have like commitments maybe half the day or like three hours, whatever it is. Like if you have to start in small chunks, do it. But I promise like writing down your schedule for the week and like really looking at the things that you're putting on your schedule. It's a good indicator of, are you busy, like fake busy or just keeping (laughs) yourself busy? Or is it stuff that's like important for your work, your life, your happiness, your career? And you can start to see like what's like fluff you know, like fluff in your schedule, like unnecessary. Yeah. And then you can manage your time better. Yeah. I I know so many people that are like, I don't have time for this and I don't have time for this. And I'm just like, no, I don't believe you. I was like, let me see your schedule and and we can figure it out. You know? Yeah. It's so true. I agree. That was awesome. Thank you so much, Tiff. Yeah, this is so fun. I feel like it's such a great message to share with people. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Can't wait to listen to more episodes. And you're killing it. You're doing so good. Keep on inspiring people. I love it. What a great podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you leave your review here. And I will see you on the next episode.